0: High above the palace in the palace sound room with my man Steve Conway, who's the sound man. Whenever Big Ben Wallace scores or rebound or block shot or any hustle play, you hear the Big Ben gong. You can hear it on television. It's really simple. The Magic Man right here. I press it. The Big Gong. Now, I asked Ben, I said, there's no way you hear that because you're too focused, right? He said, oh, absolutely not. He said, I listen for it. If I do something, I'm thinking, hey, where's my gong? Steve Conway, the man with the gong, Al. He's probably mystified right now.
1: Brian, boy, he's not even close tonight. Ben Wallace, here comes the guy. Dream big. Dream big. You know, the, the bigger your dreams are, the less your fall is. Dream big. If you dream big, you make it halfway. And if you can find somebody else to know the rest of the way, you still can get there. But if your dreams are not that big, if you can't go there alone, you may get stuck, you may get lost, you may have to find your way. But if you can go there by yourself, as far as you can go, you should be able to find somebody to carry you the rest of the way. And I think there's moments on your journey that you have to not quit or change your goals. You just have to stay on your path. If it's a roadblock in your path, you just gotta find a way to overcome that roadblock. Don't get off your life path. I think too many of us get off our life path. And I think there's moments, undrafted players, who get to the door and don't have your name called. It's a blessing. Either you're going to find your truth, strength or you're going to prove to me why you want to be here. So if I want to be a basketball player, you don't draft me. What I'm going to do, quit or keep going. Knock on the next door, knock on the next door. When those doors open, I'm going in and display my talent.
2: It looks like that the Ben Simmons Philadelphia 76ers experiment is going to end ugly. Well, I'm, di- I'm
3: disappointed in Ben Simmons. When you give somebody $200 million to drill a stupid basketball, and the only thing you ask them is be better as a player, and their first response is, I don't want to play here anymore. That disappoints me as a player. Uh, It disappoints me as a fan. Then I said, hey, come over here and cut my grass. They're saying, Ben, we need you to learn how to shoot the basketball. I have G14 classification to say what I'm about to say. And so does Charles Barkley. Ben Simmons, you're not that good. And then in this league, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? You're not great. But if you want to get to that next level, you have to be great. And to be great, you have to work on your game. Don't be putting pictures on your Instagram or your Ferrari or what actress you're hanging around with. When you play for a town like Philadelphia, Boston, L.A., Miami, hard-working town, they don't give a shit about none of that. They want you to come, work hard, and play hard. I was at that game six when that man didn't even look at the basket. And I know as a player, first thing I do is I look in the player's eyes. That man was out there terrified. Not terrified of playing, but terrified of being fouled and missing free throws. Forget all that. What's crazy when you see the videos that he put up? He's making those shots that he didn't take. Like he's making them. Yes. Fight. I live in Philadelphia during the summer. This is the third year in a row they put up them bush <laughs> jump shots during the summer. I'm not falling for it, but not in the tailpipe anymore. You know, a lot of these people, you know, you, you know, you hear from your followers how good you are, how great you are. But you're hearing from some OGs right now, you ain't that damn good. And I said it, and I said what I said. And Chuck said, what he said, if you don't like it, do what you gotta do. But you ain't that damn good. See ah. Crystal. Crystal. It's
0: the butcher. Yeah. Like, oh. Gave my life to the game, had my mama concerned. And made a call when she saw when I got her return. Broke my flow down, they still can't describe it in words And all the work they say they put in, I gotta confirm Put my hood in diamonds so you know how my block did it Gun Come with a Carfax, you know who I shot with it Shot with us, you know me and my niggas is not furnished till the garage get a drop in it And I nothing for free They ain't know me then, bet they check it now The best player getting drafted in the 7th round. I learned rules from the streets and wrote the lessons down I know 155,000 weigh like 7 pounds Said I'ma be a legend soon, shit I'm a legend now real shit, said I'ma be a legend soon, I'm a legend now. yeah, 50,000 in the draw at the W with some bitches, and every time I score, it's a W for the villains, I'm somewhere in the hood, elbow rubbing with all the dealers, saying because of you, we ain't been as comfortable in a minute, I beat a lot of charges, this money you And I'm a boss, so my hoes too bougie for Garden. Rap circles round niggas, that's my department Put a block in the trunk, soon as I got tired of talking Money don't make you solid, It just make you ten times more Of the person you are, before you got it And all my jewels, VIP trunk, where it's crowded And I can't call the bitch by a name, cause I forgot it Let's go, said I'ma be a legend soon, shit I'm a legend now That's real shit, said I'ma be a legend soon, I'm a legend now Yeah, uh,
2: Cut it, cut it, cut it. Oh, boy. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. This is the late edition of New Music Fridays. I mean, it's Saturday. It's called New... It's King Nona Uncensored. The most hottest opinion in the street. You know what I'm talking about? And guess what? Yeah, this is New Music Fridays. The Hall of Fame edition. And oh, yeah. It's some some heat that came out this Friday. Let's get into it, man. Baby Keen dropped his debut album, The Melodic Blue. I'm guessing that this is Kendrick's first project, first artist. And they happen to be related. But... You know, he used to go by uh, Hakeem Carter, you know, on his previous records, but he morphed into an identity that he would soon channel and tilt the direction of his career because he's put out mixtapes and shit like that, but he's never put out like a studio album yet. And let me tell you something, man. The melodic blue is impressive. You know, although sometimes it seems like baby king subject matter is limited he surprises you with records like issues uh lost souls scars but obviously the highlights of this album are range brothers and family ties which both feature kendrick lamar and both records are catchy a lot of quotables and it shows the two cousins chemistry It's more like a Jordan and Pippen thing They feed off each other well And they're very destructive And it seems like Keem is Resurrecting The possibilities that A Kendrick Lamar New release project is gonna happen Before the year is out Now however He Keem has moments of his own The opening track trademark use uh, Pink panties is very very catchy Very catchy I think that's going to be a single And then Coco featuring Don Tolliver And uh, damn I don't know I don't remember the track name Fuck I think it's Vent I think Vent is the name of the song You know this track goes Have you ever been punched in your motherfucking face You know that record That's hot too And um, I definitely view that Record is very interesting, very impressive, and most of all, entertaining. Despite, don't let the B-plus, don't let the B-plus rating um, fool you. Don't let the 87% fool you. I don't understand, you know, with... People who criticize the way that I rate things, you know, what I'm saying, if I give you a B or a B plus, your project is decent. It's just not great or in- incredible, you know. I think King's project is fucking dope. Now let's move on to Eric Bellinger. Man, this dude is that dude can't be stopped. A lot of people may be unaware of who he is, but. He's an established R&B artist. He's an established songwriter. And he has very good projects with replay value. And it's definitely, probably my favorite R&B artist. And one of the most most underrated R&B artists that we have in this game. You know, a lot of people can do... You know, Eric Bellinger does things that the current people do. But he puts his own twist and he brings you some nostalgia vibes and new light. Um, is no exception. I honestly enjoyed the whole project, but the standouts definitely is shine on the world. This is a different look for uh, Eric Bellinger as, you know, I'm not going to say that he doesn't have substance. But this is the first time i've seen him exhibit substance most of his songs are ballads love songs sexually charged songs and up-tempo club and party records so for him to do a record like shine on the world that's huge and then you know counting my blessings with kiara sheard that was really fucking good and um truly yours with Dom Kennedy in the game I think that's the best song on the project that's my favorite highlight of the uh, album um, oh yeah I forgot to mention about Keem do rag activity with Keem and, and Travis Scott is very good but back to Eric so also what about us with Seven Streeter was, was crazy no favors patience going dutch backwards and then not to mention Girls Like You it, it's kind of like um, it kind of reminds me of Go Crazy but not quite you know it has the New Orleans drum package and Eric Bellinger and Tidra Moses basically piggyback well off of each other so this is Eric Bellinger's third project in 12 months cause he released Uh, A mixtape called um, Eric B is president term three and he released an album with Hitmaker called 1-800-HIT-EASY and now it's September and he's dropping new light so this dude has been very productive and consistent and it should be talked about a little bit more last but not least AZ the sequel to Doe or Die 2 now I was excited to hear that he was putting out a sequel to Doe or Die 2 and he's always been talking about this album but he never followed through with it until now and one thing I like to say is I am impressed but I'm I'm only impressed a little bit though because you know it's some songs on here that kind of dragged its feet a little bit AZ is not the best with hooks he only has really like one memorable hook that he has wrote and um, but however that doesn't stop this project from being a masterpiece in some ways I mean the wheel with Jaheim the single fire never enough with Rick Ross fire keep it real dope the the highlight of this project to me is Ritual featuring Conway the Machine and Lil Wayne that is was great lyrical wordplay um blow that shit with Dave East um found my niche so Dora Die 2 although it's nowhere near as great as the original this is still a decent sequel like I've heard sequels to albums that were fucking horrible You know, there has been exceptions, of course. You know, Purple Haze 2 was good. Dirty Sprite 2 was good. Um, Marshall Mathers LP 2 was whack. Uh, There's a lot of whack ones. I just wanted to say that. But anyway. uh, AZ showed why I put him in my top 50 rappers of all time because he may not be the greatest rapper of all time, but his lyrical ability is something that you can't deny. Now, let's move on to NBA 2K. My thoughts on NBA 2K. Um I like it better than I than I did last year because last year's animation was a little bit too cartoonish for me. This year is a little bit more smooth. The dribbling is a whole lot better. You know, you can get into your moves. whole lot better meanwhile you know 2k i uh 21 i really couldn't do the uh dribbling that well this one this dribbling on here is a little bit more smooth i played with a few teams a few players and i kind of like um the ability to attack the basket a lot better than i did last year the post game's a little bit better. Um this is definitely better than 21 and 20. by far. Um the soundtrack is pretty damn good. These are songs that I like that are on this soundtrack. It's decent. But it's not fucking with mine and I will post the a, de- a link in the description box. I have a 2K playlist that is going to be placed on Spotify. It's currently on Spotify right now as we speak. Just under simply title NBA 2K22, I will post a link in the description box just in case you don't like NBA 2K22's list and you want to move over to mine, that would be great. So I will post a link to the playlist on my Spotify. All right. The Los Angeles Lakers send Mark Gasol to the Memphis Grizzlies for a couple of picks. And Marcus Gasol decided that he wants to go to Spain to link up with his family. So, this means that low-key, this man is retiring. I mean, he's homesick. He wants to be with his family. I can respect that. But, you know, that's all I can really say about that. Hall of Fame has been announced. Now Bill Russell is going back into the Hall of Fame once again this time as a head coach. Bill Russell was the first African American head coach ever and the first and the first ever player coach and he played and coached two of his teams to two championships. So I can see why they put him back into the Hall of Fame So this nigga gonna have two Hall of Fame jackets Two Hall of Fame trophies Shout out to Bill Russell Now We gotta talk about The Hall of Fame finalists And the Hall of Famers that have been chosen Oh shit Alright Chris Bosh Is a Hall of Famer y'all Man Chris Bosh has had A lot of ups And a couple of and, and And a lot of downs Throughout his long career You know Bosh Got his start As a member of the 2003 NBA Draft Class And yes I am not reading off of anything This is just my This is all freestyle you know, I just wrote down the subjects and and I'm attacking them one by one. But anyway, right? He was a part of that illustrious 2003 three uh draft class that included Carmelo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, David West, Kyle Korver, you know. One of the more controversial NBA drafts as well. And Chris Bosh with his nice 18-foot jump shot, which expanded to three-point range. His interesting post play that's a little bit underrated with his turnaround jump shot, his hook shot. You know, he was criticized earlier in his career for not having defense, but once he was, once he signed with the Miami Heat, he worked to get better on the defensive end and to become a better three-point shooter. Because obviously, you know, the offense was being ran through LeBron and Dwayne Wade. And Chris Bosh would be open on a whole lot of plays and hit big shots for them. And he, and for a forward that size, he was very explosive. That's why they're comparing Evan Mobley to him. And I just want to uh, congratulate Chris Bosh for not only his career but his two championships that he helped LeBron and Dwayne Wade get because he doesn't get enough credit. For what he contributed to that team. And he is always an afterthought. But you're going to get your credit at King Known my nigga. Chris Webber. Long overdue. This man should have been in the Hall of Fame. Three, a uh, 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 bunch of summers ago. I think they were playing around with Chris Webber because of the... Uh, Fab Five controversy and everything. So it was a big, it was a huge, huge um, holdback for him. But once he finally got in, it was a proud moment for me to see Jalen Rose congratulate him as well. That was really big on Jalen Rose because they had been feuding for the last 15 years. And to do that on. A platform as big as ESPN. It was just beautiful. Um. However, Chris Webber, I think he averaged, what, 20 points and 10 rebounds for his career. That's not easy to do, especially when you had... A knee, uh, a, a knee surgery that changes your athleticism and your explosiveness because Chris Webber was explosive. He was fast as fuck. He could handle the ball well. He could pass the ball. He could hit a 15-footer, occasional three. He just had an all-around game that's not talked about enough. They talk about his stint on, on Sacramento the most, obviously, because he's the most notable player in Sacramento Kings history. And He was a part of that controversial series in 2002 where the referees literally cheated for the Los Angeles Lakers because Tim Donahue was caught betting on games and he had to do jail time for that. But it's unfortunate that Chris Webber didn't win a championship, but he got the ultimate prize, which is the Hall of Fame. Now, let's move on to paul pierce um uncle p shout out to uncle p throughout his time frame in the nba he was big in the early to mid 2000s he was at in his prime throughout that period he was also a part of a classic playoff run I, i don't remember what year that was i think it was probably 2000 could be wrong it's either 2000 or yeah it was definitely 2000 where he took the boston celtics with just antoine walker to the conference finals uh i think that was probably 2002 yeah it was probably yeah it was 2002 and they went they was in an epic battle with the uh new jersey nets back in the day with Kidd and kmart And then, you know, the Boston Celtics went on a downward spiral as Paul Pierce ended up finding a way to bring Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to the Boston Celtics because the three of them were on losing teams and they wanted to win a championship. Now, a lot of people say that this is the first time that the Miami Heat situation happened and they were a super team and they were a big three. Yeah, they were a big three the first year. But all those other years, they aged. You know, Paul was the youngest. I think Paul was like, I don't know. Let me let me check how old he was in 2008 when they got together because that 2008 Celtics team was a great team. I, I, I got to give them that because they had veteran savvy. They had the youth of Rondo and, and, and Perk. And, and Big Baby Davis and Leon Poe. And then they had the veteran leadership of Sam Cassell and PJ Brown and, and uh, KG and all those boys. You know what I'm saying? And Paul Pierce is also underrated. A lot of people don't talk about Paul Pierce enough. Like when this dude was in his prime, he competed at a high level. Him and LeBron James were synonymous with each other. They would go back and forth and back and forth. Sometimes Paul would beat him. Sometimes LeBron would beat him. It wasn't like LeBron just dominated this dude. LeBron didn't really dominate him until the Celtics got age. It's the same thing with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal didn't dominate the league until Hakeem and Dennis Rodman and You know, guys like that, they were gone. And Shaq was probably one of the very few big men in the league that could dominate at a high level. Oh, yeah, and the Ewings. I forgot about Patrick. Let's see. Paul Pierce was 31. Ray Allen was 33, and Kevin Garnett was 31. No, actually, I'm wrong. Ray Allen was 33, KG was 32, and Paul Pierce was 31. So that was the last year of each of their primes because that next season, Kevin Garnett had an injury. I think he had an injury not too far, I think it was 09 he had an injury, my bad y'all Kevin Garnett had an injury to his knee, I think he need might needed micro fracture surgery or something on that knee and his athleticism and explosiveness was all gone I mean his mid-range game was still solid, his footwork and his skill set w- was the same but he was no longer the explosive KG that we saw in Minnesota, but back to Paul Pierce Paul Pierce's numbers may not jump off the board, his career numbers, but you got to look at what he did in big games. He also did take down Kobe, which is a very hard task that the only people that could beat him was the one of the greatest defensive teams of, of the shot clock era. So Paul Pierce not only beat him, but got finals MVP in that series. Nobody seems to bring up the 2008 NBA finals that much. So give Paul Pierce his his flowers. Last, but totally not least, Big Ben Wallace. This man has had a hell of an impact on me and not only me, but the city of Detroit because he is the one that adopted that go to going to work, lunch pail mentality in Detroit. He made the Pistons competitive on just one side of the ball. Can you believe that? One side of the ball. Ben Wallace never really averaged 15 a game. Like this dude was getting rebounds, blocks, steals, playing perimeter and interior defense. And firing up the crowd, firing up the team. And then once we added Rasheed Wallace, it was off and running. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this shit, you feel me? So, Ben Wallace... Was the most important thing that we had because we never won any more championships without Ben once we let him walk in 2006, I believe. We lost our identity. And that was why it was so easy for LeBron and him to whoop our ass in 2007 because we had no rim protectors. Rasheed Wallace was past his defensive prime. He barely played defense to begin with, but when he came here and Ben Wallace was next to that guy, they developed a bond. And when you lose your other half, you're never the the same without your other half. There's people that have defied that, you know, like Kobe Bryant. It's kind of hard to win without your guy. You know, Magic couldn't, couldn't win without Kareem. You know what I'm saying? Kareem won without Oscar, you know, five more times. But Ben Wallace always took on the other team's best player, best big man. Whether it be Duncan, Shaq, you know what I'm saying? It could be anyone. Amari Stoudemire, you know, he guarded everybody. And he was undersized. He was 6'9". And he's the first undrafted player to ever go to the Hall of Fame. Do you realize how big this is for him? He's got to be feeling the love and the respect and finally the ability to get his flowers. Ben Wallace was a top 20 player in the league and didn't score that's how big of an impact and then he was not only an all-star but his teammates were all-stars and chauncey billups richard hamilton uh uh, rasheed wallace all of those guys made the all-star team at once and he was a supreme figurehead of team basketball and the 04 Pistons proved that you didn't really necessarily need a star player to win a championship. However, though, the problem was they needed a star player to continue to be championship contenders instead of playoff contenders because there's a major difference. A lot of teams can make the playoffs, but not everybody can can win more than one championship. So shout out to Big Ben Wallace. I could talk about this dude all day. But last but not least, as you heard in the soundbite in the beginning of the show, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal just basically wasted Ben Simmons. Now, this probably done fucked up his goddamn trade value even more. Because Ben Simmons is going around talking about, you know, that's not my problem, that my trade value is low. Yes, it is, you bitch-ass nigga. Yes, it is, fuck nigga. You let your team down when they needed you. That's not honorable. And then when people tell the truth about you, oh, I want out. I want to quit. If you go to a team that happens to win a championship, you a bitch. And you carry yourself like a bitch. What Charles and Shaq are basically saying is you ain't shit. I didn't even put Ben Simmons in the top 50 because I don't respect him as a man. It's just the way that he moves is just cowardly. Like he's afraid of missing free throws. He's afraid of um, taking the big shot. He's afraid of scoring the basketball, which is ridiculous and unbelievable and highly, highly disappointing. and his teammates have to be disappointed in him that this dude is really willing to quit because his team decided to tell the truth his squad decided to be real and to say that he was disappointing he was awful in that series against atlanta And Atlanta just didn't respect him at all. And literally nobody picked the Hawks to win that series. Me included. So the fact is that Simmons has to develop a mindset. Because the simple fact is you don't have no Hort. You don't have no balls. And Kobe Bryant said it before he died. That Ben Simmons is going to have to get a jump shot. A 15 footer at least. Something. Because he's only going to hold back the future teams that he joins. Now unfortunately Ben Simmons controls his career. Because he has a no trade clause. So. Although, you know, no matter what trade goes through, he can say no, I don't want to go to Sacramento, I don't want to go to Miami, I don't want to go no I want to go where I want to go. I want to go to a team in California. But anyway, that is the show, King Known Uncensored, New Music Fridays, the Hall of Fame edition, and I'm out of here.